in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, I need to explain something. Uh, the opening hymn, I announced the wrong hymn, and, and the ladies over there and I were sort of discussing that real quickly, and I got up here and, and, um, and was still sort of befuddled, and dear David Martin, sitting next to me, leaned over and said, um, Dick, you've got the 11 a.m. Christmas Day program. <laughs> Nothing wrong with me except Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and the first Sunday after Christmas all sort of rolled together. Uh, but fortunately, there was a, a program for 11 a.m. on December the 27th sitting up there, so I grabbed it. So the rest of the service, uh, God willing, will be accurate. Um, Bethlehem. Dr. Danny Kelly in the pieces that he was playing before the service played a little bit of old little town of Bethlehem. Bethlehem certainly was not the holy city. It was not the great city of Jerusalem. It wasn't the capital. It wasn't the center of commerce and worship and influence. Bethlehem was a small little village uh, some eight or nine miles from Jerusalem. But it was a place that was very, very dear to the Jewish people. Because in Bethlehem was to be found the monument to Rachel. It was here that this wife of the patriarch Jacob died and, and was buried. And of course Bethlehem was the city of Ruth who lived there with her husband Boaz and who became the great grandmother of Bethlehem's most distinguished son, David, thus becoming, with his birth there, the city of David. Well, years before the prophet Michael, living there in Jerusalem and looking at all that was taking place, he was very, very distressed with all the worldliness that had creeped into that great city. And he, in his prophecy, points to the little village of Bethlehem, as he says, least among the princes of Judah, as that place, the place out of whose past will come Israel's future hope. And so on this first Sunday after Christmas Day, our hearts are filled with that overwhelming, that great magnitude of God's love for us, and we are reminded in all of that, reminded that the greatness of God is seen in the wonder both of the ordinary and of the small. This little village, Bethlehem, becomes the, the focus of the world's best hope. A little baby comes to oppose the forces of Caesar and fear and injustice. And human flesh, human life are made whole and dignified as never before. So Christmas, Christmas, whatever else you might say about it, it does not represent a sentiment, an idea, or even a feeling about God. Christmas belongs to those who recognize not the sense of the holidays, but the real presence of God in their lives 
and in this world. Not simply once upon a time, a long time ago, far away, but here, now, inhabiting our hearts and struggling with us against the tangible realities that surround us. The little town of Bethlehem was real. It was a real little place and Caesar Augustus was real and Herod was real. Taxation was real. Death and slaughter were real in those days and in the midst of all this God had to somehow be made real and was not in an idea but in the flesh. In the flesh for that is what the incarnation was and is. And that's why the only appropriate response for us is to bow in its presence. God with us. Emmanuel is not just a translation of a Hebrew name, but a translation of the living, loving purpose of God to be present in and among his creation. God does not abandon that which he makes. He becomes one with us that we may become one with him. So we join with him and we join with one another on this first Sunday after Christmas for the gift of the incarnation continues. It's a gift that keeps on giving, if you will, in the fellowship that we have with Christ always and continuing around his holy table. And these most ordinary, these most tangible creatures of bread and wine, flesh and blood, God is real. And we become at one with him who for us became one with us. Every time a baby is born, the old legend says, God endorses his world. And every time we celebrate the Eucharist, we experience once again, time after time, his incarnation, his presence with us and in us. So during these days of Christmas, this season of Christmas, as you ponder these things, as you think on these things, is it the star? The angels, the shepherds, the lovely mother, the exotic kings, is it the cold night, the hopes and fears? Yes, all of those things. But ultimately and finally, the miracle of Christmas. The miracle of Christmas is that God cared enough. God cared enough to send the very best and that he continues to do in the gifts now given one to another. Amen.